welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, and games, and whatever. I'm Jordan with me. Sorry about that. With me, with the with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? The trilogy of entertainment, everyone. The movies, the TV, the games. Well, we're the duo here to talk to you about it. Yep. You got a quadrilogy if you talk about whatever. Like, for instance, I just cooking. Cooked, yeah, I just cooked the meatloaf, and uh, I'm not really too positive of the quality of the meat that I used. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, may have been in the freezer Did too long. Did it move long. once you unwrapped it? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't too proud of the color oh, uh, dear. of the meat. Um, I was just Anything feeding other myself. than like a brown is probably not a good thing. Right. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, it. I wasn't pleased with it, but it tasted really good. I, it was my first meatloaf I've ever made. It was really good, but I'd uh, run to the bathroom. Uh oh. Yeah, like it's meat, never a good thing. Yeah, you know, you know. Otherwise, I would have just thought, no, I just had to go to the bathroom. But no, it was like really soon after I ate it. It was like <laughs> really soon. I'm talking like 15 minutes, I think, after I ate it. I was like, oh. so it was pretty soon after. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I Amber's actually out of town. Uh, she'll be back tonight. No, I don't think I'll I'll have her eat any of that. So let's say uh, <laughs> I had to throw it away, hun. <laughs> Stay away from that. Stay away. Well, how has your week? How has your week been? It's good. It's my mom's birthday today, so over the weekend we were celebrating some, and uh, my nephews came down, and my sister, and. Uh, Today we went to the glass bottom boats. We all took Ooh. off work and uh, down at Silver Springs and saw the springs and uh, yeah, all that stuff. That is a that is a place that has gone through a lot of changes over the years. You've probably been there when you were younger, right? Silver Springs and yeah, was it Wild Waters? Oh yeah, used to be used to be Wild Waters. That was the yeah. combo. Um. So wild waters is just completely leveled. There's not a scrap <laughs> left of that water park. Uh, I always thought Silver Springs would have replaced it, but no, it's just the, the ruins are are there or whatever. Basically, I mean the the Silver Springs is just in the place that it was before, and yeah, the wild waters is just dirt now. <laughs> it's kind of depressing. It's depressing. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like Silver Spring, they the the state bought it. It's now state park, and which is cool. But I mean, they used to have animals. There used to be some kind of like safari tour. I want to say where they drive you around and like look really? at stuff. Um, I think so. I could be remembering wrong. You know, I was young, so I feel like you fantasize things when you're younger. Like that was huge, and that was awesome. And the dragon, but there was definitely animals. Like there was some kind of zoo thing there. Um, of course, the glass bottom boats have always been there, and they're there now, but. Honestly, at this point, that's all there is there. And it's kind of depressing going there. Like I, the glass bottom boats are definitely, I would say it's worth the time to go down there and it's fun. But uh, it's just after you get done with that, it's like, okay. It's left there's like, now. you know, there's a walking path and there, there's a stage that's actually, you know, they were talking about it. It's hosted a lot of bands over the years, but they're not even doing that now. Like, oh my God. It's available to rent if you have like a wedding or something like that. But, yeah, it's just it's sad. I mean, it's it's the state, so you know. I mean, it's not like it's a lack of money, and 
I just feel like it's a, such a cool place that it could be a lot more and it's not. And right. it's just disappointing because, you know, my sister's kids, my kids, you know, it's just like, they're, they're going to grow up and not have any of that. It's just, you know, just how it is. And it's weird in Florida. It's just sad. <laughs> you know, I, I know a lot of States, like they have their smaller, like parks, or I don't know if you want to even call silver Springs a theme park, but they have like smaller ones around the country, but in Florida, it's almost like, almost like, you know, okay, it's Disney, Bush Gardens, Silver Springs and SeaWorld or, or Universal bust. Or, or bust. Yeah. It's the big yeah. ones, the ones that people travel the world to come to, but so that's great. And even then, like stuff like Bush ones. Gardens, I feel like has gone downhill over the years quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. It's not what it used to be. And yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I remember the ones when we were kids, like Wild Waters, and there was like a, nut, a bootleg uh, SeaWorld called Marine World, something like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. you had Wild Waters and Wet and Wild, those, you know, water parks, you go there and kill yourself on those dangerous rides and <laughs> the wave pool that's 50% urine, you know, <laughs> that's how it is, but they were fun. Certified, not fresh. <laughs> no. I wouldn't recommend drinking any of that <laughs> wave pool water. Yeah. The kitty area. It's a, never a good place to go <laughs> underwater. There's a Keep lot it of from the waist up kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of videos of people just really hurting themselves at, at, uh, at wave pools. Really? Yeah. yeah like I, when- I imagine. Like if there's like a lot of people on the rafts yeah. or like on the tubes yeah. and you're just the one person just banging standing up against there, each other. you're oh, just, man. you're without, you know, here come all the Get wrecked. Rafts. <laughs> Jordan's wearing a Zorro mask and virtual mask <laughs> on zoom. And it's just whatever that is a top hat. Like, like he's a, a inspector and, and a Zorro looking mask. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I didn't want to take it off. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's completely like the, distracting. When I take a sip of my drink, the 2D perspective gets all wonky. <laughs> Wait, that's not real? <laughs> I've been had. <laughs> Jig is up. Oh, boy. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about what we've been watching slash playing. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, after watching and talk about licorice pizza pizza uh, yes last week yeah I was like I went through like four different things I was like yester last last week I don't know yes, I, yester I last week there. yeah um yester last week <laughs> um after watching licorice pizza I was like you know what it's been a while since I've listened to Haim you know be be it that the entire band is in that movie. <laughs> oh really yeah yeah the main girl is one of the Haim sisters oh that's cool her sisters in the movie are the other Haim sisters um oh, yeah. cool first movie so that she's ever done so uh, um that's why i didn't know they acted <laughs> right <laughs> it's a reasonable thing to uh <laughs> to think luke but um yeah you know i was kind of like oh i haven't listened to Haim in a while i i've realize i never listened to their like newer album women women in music part three i think mainly because i was under the assumption it's a cover album i, I was like oh it's a cover mm. album like i saw right. it and i was like women in music right it's like probably like a Makes lot sense. of it's like cheryl crow shania twain it's gonna be all, taylor swift it's gonna be all that stuff but no it's a full album of original music and it's really 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 good i was on a drive 
I gotta listen to it. Yeah, it's great. I I really do like Haim a lot. They're like yeah, they are excellent. Yeah, it is kind of like I understand why I guess Paul Thomas Anderson would like them. They are kind of like a throwback to like almost like a combination of like seventies and nineties, but also like into like something that's kind of indie and independent current stuff. So it is very unique and but at the same time a little familiar. Uh, but they they have some great songs um on that album for sure so take a look um the steps is fantastic um i will definitely listen to that what about you man um so i am listening to kind of a throwback band um speaking of nostalgia um the scene aesthetic that's a band that you and i used to listen to uh, a reasonable amount um and they they actually haven't been doing any full-length album since 2011 um and even that they call an ep but it's seven songs which i feel like is bordering on full album it's like kind of it's in that middle ground (laughs) i feel like after like four it like starts to be like this is pretty long for an ep um i feel like three songs is like an ep maybe four anyways (laughs) enough about EPs. it's Um, like could you just do four more and just make it yeah exactly full album exactly (laughs) um and I actually, I haven't listened to that EP, but uh, I have been listening to their singles that they came out with. So they came out with a single in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Um, and all three of them are just excellent. Um, it's almost like, you know, and like I said, I haven't listened to that EP, but at least going back to the old stuff, like 2007, 2008, when they were um, doing a lot more music, um, I got, I always got the feeling scene aesthetic was very indie like in their sound it just like i really yeah, liked yeah. their voices I, I liked their music but to be honest it felt underproduced it, it didn't feel like there was a lot of money put into the you know production quality and the recording quality and you know and and honestly a lot of times i find that endearing in music right. so it's certainly not like just a criticism um but you know when you listen to bigger bands like story of the year back then and uh brand new like their stuff you know they had some money they were signed to a bigger label and so they they had put some money into it and uh that's definitely not true of this newer stuff and that's just what all that was to say there's like it just feels a lot more mastered and clean and honestly that's probably partially because that's it's been nearly 15 years since that album that first scene aesthetic album that i listened to was and the tools now that you can have at home are incredible and you know you can literally record probably 2005 quality on the microphone on your phone (laughs) Like just set it in front of your guitar and you'll have a great like <laughs> recording quality. You um, can be early synesthetic music. <laughs> if you, want. you can blow that away, honestly. Yeah, it's just, it's very true. So uh yeah, enough is the 2020 album. Uh it's really good. Uh Other Side 2019 and Season is the 2018 single. And hmm. I don't know, they're just all great. I, I don't know. I'm not really recommending one of them, just just scene aesthetic in general, yeah, especially so their most recent stuff. It's just, it's really good. So I've been listening to it a bunch and I think you all will enjoy it. I need to check it out. I've been, you know, kind of missing some of that, some of that old classic, you know, Emo. again, not super <laughs> indie, but kind of independent. I don't know. Some of that older stuff I've been missing it. So I'll be, I'll be checking it out. Remind the, me of the, um, I think they're brothers, are they? The two guys? Oh, really? But the aesthetic I, brothers? I think they <laughs> <Just> are. <laughs> I could be wrong about that, but they just got a good uh, duet going on in, in these songs. 
they're doing it. Yeah. Support indie music. Indeed. Indeed. You can't listen to Post Malone all the time, can you? I mean, you can a lot, obviously. Can't listen to <laughs> Olivia Rodriguez. Hey, even Post Malone was indie at some point. I guess so, yeah. Now he's the epitome of not indie. Right. He's coming up as an example of someone who is not indie. <laughs> Heavily produced. Right. I mean, there are some people you feel like come straight out of the gate and are immediately popular. Like they were just instantly popular. Like I do feel that about, I could be wrong. Olivia Rodriguez, is that, is that, is that her name? I, oh my I, gosh. I think she was on Disney Channel before that, though. Right. That'll do it, I guess. But, but her yeah, first it was like, was like as soon as she came out with music, it was insane. I think I told you <laughs> when her album came out, it was like, I think the album was like 10, 10 long. And the first nine tracks were the top nine on the on the top tracks on Spotify. I was like, just absolutely blown away. Just, just going to be good for her immediately popular. Uh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> I mean, she's not my favorite. I mean, her music's fine, but good for her right right who am i to begrudge her success you're luke darn it that's who you are (laughs) begrudge away (laughs) i'm i'm glad she's successful yeah um (laughs) all right watching slash playing um so this week got a few things going on so horizon forbidden west came out and uh nice that was a day one for from not only me but but Amber, uh, we're both playing the game and yeah, man, just um, fighting over the controller every night. Yeah. Knocking each other out. Just a fight. Just, oh my, no. Knock out, <laughs> drag out for the controller. It's, it's kind of a weird thing. I enjoy. Mm. <laughs> Immediately rethink that statement. Okay, I don't yeah. enjoy. <laughs> no, I, okay. It's like a kind of a, I have a, I'm mixed about this, but I, I'm more you mean horizon in general. Right. No, no. I enjoy her like experiencing her playing a game sometimes. So I'm total as long as like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have to be ahead of where she's at because I don't want to be spoiled, <laughs> yeah. but I definitely enjoy like, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, wow, I'm watching you play the whole game. And now I've seen yeah. it. But I do kind of enjoy like her experiencing some of the stuff that I've experienced in a game. And so that's kind of fun. The one thing that she'll sometimes focus i'm like oh no i really enjoyed this thing i want you to focus on that but she'll be focusing on something else like i don't know or she like will stop paying attention when i'm like no look look this is amazing do you see what's that or i don't know but anyways that's a tangent i've done that with so many games with amber where like she'll love a game like she'll love it equally but she'll enjoy it in a different way and i'm like waiting for this moment to happen to see her reaction and it's not what I, i'm like oh shoot it's not the oh my god that i thought it would be but um yeah forbidden west man it's really really good i'm probably about 10 15 hours into it which isn't long uh for a game like this um because there's just a lot to do um you can i understand just really just play those quests and probably beat the game in like 30 hours or 30 something hours or something like that but that's still that's not a bad size that's pretty long but at the same time there's so many things 
that just, it, it's hard for me to do that. Even as someone who's not like, like yeah. Amber is. <laughs> That's I how have to all the games are now. There's so many yeah. extra things. Everything's so RPG. <laughs> yeah. There's all a the lot fetch more. quests. <laughs> it's interesting. The other Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn came out like the same, either the same day or like the same like few weeks as Zelda Breath of the Wild. So it kind of like, I don't know. It, it, it got almost like second shrift because every, it like Breath of the Wild monopolized the conversation for like that month. And so Horizon Zero Dawn, like people were like, oh my God, it's really good. But it didn't get the love it uh, deserved until later on. And so playing this now, like this, I played it like way late. Like I beat the game, like maybe just last year or two years ago, maybe, but either way, I feel like this game has just taken it to a whole new level. Like it feels a lot more open in its world where the first one, like it's an open world, but it feels a little Mm -hmm. bit more segmented where it's like, yeah, this is an open world, but you're kind of in this box over here and then you get kind of funneled into this other bigger box. And I don't know where I guess every open world is that um, in a way it's it was easier to kind of feel that in the first one. But in this one, like when you get to the Forbidden West, where like there's this tutorial area and this like starting area, which like, OK, this feels kind of like the first one. But when you get into the game, like you're in the Forbidden West, you're like oh holy crap Mm -hmm. and especially with like this game's visuals like it's it really lends itself to the kind of game it is because it's very much like oh my god like you're just seeing so far out into the distance it's crazy Mm -hmm. and to see like wow this world is what a big world i have to explore (laughs) and like to see the the machines like in such detail even in the background like okay i see this giant machine over there big jump over the last one i think so i mean i remember like thinking was that 2018 uh 27 2017 2017 yeah Mm -hmm. that was when breath that's been a while yeah it has been and um it's crazy to me because it was one of those things where i was like when I saw the trailer, like the opening trailer, I was like, how is that game? That game looks amazing. That's so next gen. And then I heard, oh, it's going to be on PS4 as well. And I was like, how is that? How is what I just saw going to be able to even play on the PS4? And they made it happen. And apparently it's pretty darn good on the PS4, but it's amazing on the PS5. Like this, the, the details are phenomenal. It's one of the best looking games I've ever played. Um, but yeah, other things other than just the graphics, I mean, like the gameplay is better uh, than the first one as well. Exploring the world feels better. The combat feels tighter, like especially the melee combat. Um, and the story, I like where the story is going. Um, it, I feel like it's doing some of the stuff I kind of wanted it to do. It's kind of a weird feeling when mm-hmm. you kind of want a story to go in another direction, in a direction, and it does. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it it's like it's one of those things where it's like okay thank you like I, even though like i'm not as surprised <laughs> as i would have been if i didn't <laughs> if i didn't think it up myself <laughs> but yeah. i'm glad it's going in this direction this is the direction i wanted it to go these are the things i wanted to learn more about and i'm i'm interested in it a lot the one thing that's kind of mm, I'm, I'm i'm trying to like get through it a little bit Aloy as a main character, I like her in ways and I really kind of just, 
am kind of bored by her in others because she is kind of one note. She almost has like this constant, like she almost feels annoyed just all the time. Like she feels like she's just so annoyed by everything. <laughs> and she has the same tone of voice, which I'm like, hmm, I kind of want more out of this character, you know, after spending mm-hmm. so much time with her you know, in the first one and now going to the second one, I feel like they're taking her to someplace new in, in like, you know, her relationships, but it's yet to be seen again. I'm 15 hours into the game. I'm not that far into the story. I'm just at the point where I'm like, okay, I feel like I know what the game loop is going to be and the thing that I'm going to have to do to like get to the end. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. yeah, super excited about it. Super happy about it. And, really like i haven't been it's like this week i feel like you know when you have this new game or whatever and you have a busy week or a busy weekend you're like "Ah, i haven't been able to play that game as much as i want to oh yeah and uh (laughs) definitely know that feeling right all too well i'm sure (laughs) yeah but um but yeah a couple other things two more things that i've been watching slash playing um i went to the theater on friday by myself and I watched Moonfall. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> you said you're going to. I did. And Unt I did. Unt I did. Man, uh, Moonfall is probably one of my new favorite terrible movies. Mm. Like, that's sad. Not for me, but <laughs> I don't know, man. It's sad that it failed. Okay. It, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where there, there was like an age of a lot of movies where like, oh man, it's so bad. It's good. But I feel like that genre has a lot of of bad movies back then. Right. But like that, even big ones, like there's just so many bad ones. Right. And that people let pass. And I feel like it's almost like it, it caught on in a way where people started to try to produce that themselves. Like we're going to make Sharknado four. It's so bad. It's good. You know, we're going to try to do that. And it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of feel like how it's trying and it ruins it. (laughs) But uh, I feel like in like even movies like the Meg, you know, like the Meg is like, we're, this is so ridiculous, you know, and the Meg's okay. But this, I feel like, Hmm. I feel like he thought when he made this movie, this is awesome. This is so much fun. This is awesome. And just as the movie went on, like Luke, Luke, you, <laughs> you're not, you can't believe just how, hit me with it. how crazy the movie gets. It gets crazy. It gets crazier. Yeah. Aliens. Cr- like, yep. oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and like, but there's this point <laughs> in the movie where like, Okay, it like starts off like kind of at a regular pace. Like the movie's like reg- and like they jump a freaking shark, Luke. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like and at the same time, it's like okay, Many this times is, over. <laughs> it's like we're we're going in the movie. It's like just like these movies usually are. And then like 15, 20 minutes in, they're like, the moon's coming. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, here it comes. And it's like, how much and I remember like looking at my watch, being like, how much longer is there left in this movie? <laughs> it, it can't be. And it's like supposed to be two hours. Oh man. Oh, little did I know the places <laughs> they would go, the way they treat 
the moon, the the <laughs> insane like lore that comes in these characters. You know, I, I was I had a smile on my face through most of it. Like this sort of thing isn't for everyone, of course, but I don't know. I'm buying this movie when it comes out. Like I'm serious. I I think there's this movie like it's so entertaining for me where it's just like I could I feel like I could watch it like a few more times at least. I I I, I regret not seeing it in a group because I wanted to look beside me to like look at the person next to me to be like, "Did you just see that? Did you just see how the moon showed up like it was a, like it snuck up on the characters like, "Oh, Oh no, it's the moon. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it, it it is fantastic. Like some of the things <laughs> and honestly, there's some like like you know, because there's a while where I'm like, you said like last week we were talking about the most expensive indie movie ever made. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. But there's some some parts in the movie that I'm like, thank God they were given a bigger budget for that because that is so ridiculous. It would have only worked <laughs> if it was like fully realized, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I recommend this movie as like a movie just to have fun. Yeah, turn off your brain, laugh, probably probably with some friends. Like honestly, I want to watch this movie in a group. I want to like, <laughs> I want to see the look on some of my friends' faces when certain <laughs> things happen. And like for instance, it like <laughs> the the thing, the funny thing about the movie, it climaxed in a way. Where like I thought the last frame was the most ridiculous part, and I was just like, ah! like when I said the movie was over, I was so happy and laughing, and the the and also the thing is where it's like the movie isn't like rude or like mean or anything like that. It is trying to have a good time, but it goes way overboard with it, and like it's just I don't know. It it's. <clears throat> It's what I wanted it to be, honestly. I, I was not anticipating it to be like one of those surprises, like Greenway. How like Greenway was like this surprise, like wow, this was actually a good movie. Like it was no none of that ironic stuff. It's good, you know. But there's, there's an incredible amount of recognizable faces in this movie. It really is. I mean, yeah. it, it's like, and they're all like fun to watch. That's the thing. They are yeah. fun to watch in this. See that guy. I feel like this guy has a career of doing this character ahead of him. The guy who was a uh, Sam Tarley or whatever in yeah, uh, Game of John Thrones. John Bradley is his name. Right. John Bradley. Okay. I've seen him like twice in the last two weeks and marry me. And in this, right. He's a lot of fun <laughs> in both yeah. of them. He is tasked with a really ridiculous role in, in a uh, moonfall. And it comes off where I'm like, yeah, I, I like him. You know, he's, this is really ridiculous, really ridiculous, but I don't find him like annoying or overly stupid. I'm just like, no, this is fun, but no, it's, it's not good. Like it isn't good. Like that's, I do want to stress that like yeah. every line almost is like, like a robot wrote it, you know, like the things that people <laughs> say in these kind of movies for the most part, except for that the one character I'm talking about, but I don't know. Everyone's still so fun to watch, anyways. It, it, and you just know it's bad, but you're. I don't know. I might. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way, but I don't know. We'll have no, to watch it. Is a five point three on IMDb. So okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a bad movie. It should have a five point three on IMDb. It yeah. really should. Yeah. But 
I hope people Meta see score this. 41. So right. I hope people see it. I hope people see it because I want people to understand the thing that I just saw. <laughs> I wonder how the box office is doing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I was kind of shocked. It has grossed. Oh, boy. Here we oh, go. All right. Tell me. Give me give me some guesses. What do you think it is grossed in the U.S. and Canada? $84 million. <laughs> 17.9. Are you kidding me? That's so that's that's a disaster. What do you think it's grossed worldwide? Uh, I guess I'll go with my original estimate then. <laughs> 34.9. No. No. And that's an 150 no. estimated million dollar no. budget. It's horrible news and I feel yeah. really bad because like and I had I I didn't realize who Roland Emmerich was and then looking at it, it's like okay. This is this is Jordan's guy, honestly. He is my guy. Because because whether or not, I mean, I know, like you are a big fan of Independence Day, but the other ones, it's like you enjoy watching them. You know they're bad, like 2012. But you're a sucker for a disaster movie. It's not so much that you think they're great or anything. It's just you enjoy watching them. So my one was 2012. That was the one that it was my moonfall (laughs) before moonfall. But moonfall is here. And it's shorter. It's definitely way crazier. And I don't know. Like I yeah. still like 2012 for what it is, and it's yeah. horrible, but I yeah. love it. Um, but yeah, he did I the mean, Patriot. I didn't realize he did the Patriot. Patriot. So Crazy, Patriots. Right? I I would say it's an excellent movie. It is a really really good, yeah. excellent movie. And so yeah, it's, maybe Mel Gibson's best. It's 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 up there. It's up there. It is this one of those things where Roland Emmerich, it's like he has gone. He's done a lot of movies. He has done a lot of movies, but he's been completely unable to kind of like recreate his Independence Day, even with the Independence Day. He's done the Stargate series. That's like a big thing for him. And Godzilla. I guess this is more for the people. He's done Independence Day, everyone. Godzilla. He's done The Day After Tomorrow, 2012. Right. It's not. He did res- Independence Day Resurgence. He's doing a uh, Stargate movie, it looks like. Oh, boy. That's his next project. Well, see you there. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, I guess. Have you watched any of the Stargate stuff? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I'm showing up. Um, okay, That's sorry. pretty bad, though. <laughs> yeah. How much money it's made, that's pretty bad. That's awful. It's really, yeah. really bad. It's not like... I don't know. It... it oof. See Moonfall. I don't care if you see it in theaters. Just like one at some point in your life, you're gonna want to watch this movie. And again, don't want don't watch it alone like I did. I'm crazy, so I was able to sit in the theater like partially alone because there actually were like some other people in the theater. Like it wasn't like my jackass experience where there was like two other people. There was like a mm-hmm. eight. <laughs> again, I saw it at like twelve twenty on a Friday, so. <laughs> of like a month you and your wild you know? fridays it's my wild fridays amber is <laughs> at work time to see something she really doesn't want to see or i don't know <laughs> oh boy um lastly i finished peacemaker hmm. so that um, show is done i guess done airing on hbo yeah the the first season is over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah um this is a show where you know when it was 
announced. I was like, why? Um, especially after seeing Suicide Squad. And I was like, no, I yeah. don't want to see a romp featuring that character at this point. I don't know, man. Uh, James Gunn, he is going down, you know, like for me, at least lately, as one of the better filmmakers or writers. I don't know. He's uh, like or one of my favorites. I'll say that. Yeah. He, he just he did it. I don't know. Like I watched the watch the show and I was like, yep, this is a great show. This is a great show. Yeah. He he it's like he just mm, I just gotta gotta trust him, I guess. I guess that's all I gotta do. It's like whatever he does next, I'll see it and come in with an open mind because he can sometimes he could just take a character, even one that you find unredeemable and find a way to either make him redeemed or make you like him. He, he could just do it. And it, he's, he's really good. He's really good. And the show is really good. And um, yeah, I recommend it. It's funny. And it actually does have heartfelt stuff in it and interesting stuff. The plot is interesting. It was, it was one of those things where I could like Amber and I were watching it. And we watched it kind of quickly because we were kind of both like, we want to watch the next episode. Like we, yeah. What? Like she was leaving town to go to a wedding yesterday, and she, we were like, okay, I'm gonna get off work. We're gonna have, we're gonna have dinner. We're gonna watch the finale of this one. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where it's like she was really looking forward to watching it. She really liked it, and she is not. Like it's funny. Like James. That's why I say recent James Gunn because old James Gunn. Uh, yeah. Not for me. He's gone through a big evolution. Right. I don't really like Slither. I really don't like super i think super like he's gone through this thing where he's he can do he like it used to be so mean-spirited with james gunn like every comedy and or every whatever he did was so mean-spirited i just couldn't get behind it i was just like this is just too much for me man but like lately he's found this i don't know if Ben is like going getting older he's maybe gotten more i don't know melancholy or nostalgic or more sentimental but like he's able to like blur a kind of mean spirited humor, but blend in this heart to it that makes you endure to the characters. He did it with Suicide Squad. It's very mean spirited movie, but he blended in heart with characters like Rick Flag and Rat Trapper, a rat is it rat rat catcher too yeah. and stuff like that. To where you're like, yeah, this movie has heart as well. And Peacemaker is the same way. It's like mean spirited and ridiculous and funny, but it also has heart to it. And I don't know. It's eight episodes long too, which is great, man. It's so great to have a show like this that's shorter. And you're like, yeah, it. Everything it wanted to do this season, it did in eight episodes. It didn't feel rushed, and it felt like it, every episode wasn't the same length and it felt like it did everything it needed to do and it was paced really well. I recommend it, you know? Um, yeah, it's like, and it's not as brutal. If, if that's something you're like, do I really want to watch that every, like how many episodes do I want to watch of brutality? It's not as bad as what you, what I expected. Um, it's cra crass for sure, but. He adapted the 1978 Dawn of the Dead to the uh, 2004 Dawn of the Dead. He was involved in that? He he wrote the screenplay for the 2004, so he adapted the oh. Romero 78 um, Dawn of the Dead. 
Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea he was involved in writing. Yeah. That's that's really cool. How about that? Huh. That's cool. Um, but yeah, check it out. As as much as I like good begrudged it, it before it I turned saw. out. Yeah, it it turned out. <laughs> I'm curious of what's gonna what he's gonna do next, but a wily coyote. What <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> He's uh, doing Wiley Coyote next. Yeah, I've gone away from the page. <laughs> I started talking about it, and then I wow, gone away. But uh, I think it was a movie. Wiley Coyote, Coyote, yeah, screenplay is in pre-production on that. And wow. He's doing a Starsky and Hutch TV show. He wrote Scooby Doo, the live-action one. So there's that. Hmm. Anyways, Luke. He's not credited in that. I don't see that. Really? Oh, Scooby-Doo 2. I apologize. Monsters Unleashed. Oh, 2002 Scooby-Doo. He did. Mm-hmm. And Scooby-Doo 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He, he both. wrote both. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you were talking about the recent like animated one. Oh, you mean Scoob? Scoob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sweet. Oh, she's been watching slash playing, dude. Um, still watching the after party. I think, I think we're really close to the end here. Um, trying to see. Usually it shows how many. Yeah, eight episodes. So this coming Friday will be number seven. So only two episodes. So it's really starting to wrap. You you can feel that in that mm. show. And yeah, I would just recommend if anybody's not on board, jump on board. Um, Has that been kind of holding up? Watch quality wise yeah yeah okay. it's just it's good. really good i i really enjoy it definitely one i would recommend um yeah it's just it's it's funny and it's good drama good story i like the cast just quality show um got rid of my mask i couldn't take it anymore <laughs> like it felt like it started to feel like it was actually on me i was like oh. your eyes can breathe now oh <laughs> oh get it up get it up <laughs> Um, still watching How I Met Your Mother. I will say that show, it just, it evolves. You know, it's it's a lot like The Office where it's just like season to season, it gets better. And it really feels like it's hit its stride now. We're about midway through the third season and oh. it's really good. It just, it's gotten funnier and yeah, it's just, it's great. No. Comedy is not do a lot that, more you know? to say about that, <laughs> but right. yeah. I feel like yeah. comedies usually hit their stride in like their second or third season is when they're yeah okay whereas like what we're doing dramas sometimes i feel like they actually can start to wander at that point where it's like they feel like they've maybe lost their vision um yeah i was gonna say lost i don't know there's you know season to season lost i would say was better and worse and you know they brought in writers and stuff um but I, I really enjoyed the first season of lost i just thought it was a great setup to which it needed to be I, I guess with dramas it's like you almost need it a little bit more than comedies do i guess in a way to like keep people there yeah um, it's it's a different beast. i don't know it's funny like obviously you need to pull people in with either thing whether it's pull them in with the laughs or pull them in with the intrigue mm-hmm. but uh i don't know there's something about like the office first season really struggled like it it was funny, but it's like, I, I always wonder when I go back to that show, like how much of it is just the fact that I adore that show, <laughs> you know, how much yeah. of it is just like, 
I've watched every episode of this thing over and over again, and I will continue to in perpetuity because I love these characters. This chaos is amazing. And even if they're not that funny, I still enjoy watching them. So it's like going back to it now, it's like so much of what's going on. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiving them for that because of that endearment. So, right. Right. You know what the show know. is at that point. <laughs> like there's sometimes where like, even when a show wanders, like if you know that it like gets better, it's like you could be like, okay, well, yeah. now I can forgive it for this because I know what yeah. it is. But you know, it's got to be so hard on the production team and the directors and all that in the moment where it's like we have to make sure we get renewed next season. We have no idea if we're still going to be here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes I think shows have been canceled where they might have hit their stride. They might have become really good later, but just weren't given enough of a chance didn't have enough of an audience anyways i never thought we'd have talked about this that long but uh how i met your mother still awesome getting better (laughs) um so i the my big thing i don't have a lot this week uh, but my big thing is cyberpunk 2077 i've put in some hours i've now finished the game i'm now like in that part where i've ran the credits through and i'm it like reverts you back to the open world it's a lot like uh red dead redemption 2 in that way where like it goes it takes you to the end of the main character's story and then you get to go back into the open world and like explore and do all the stuff that you kind of missed um it reminded me a lot of (laughs) red dead redemption 2 actually um and it's something i'd like to kind of talk to you maybe about on spoilers when when you finish the game but uh and i will yeah it's 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 really good. Um, let me know when they start talking about a parade. Okay. And that's when I know you'll start to be, because that's where I was when we finished our last episode. And then I, because we talked about it, the upgrades and everything. So I downloaded, you know, the 56 gig update and got to, you know, have the 4K assets and higher frame rate and all that stuff, all the improvements that we talked about last week. Um, so yeah, I I took the time between then and now to finish it. So I would say when you get around that point, depending on what they're talking about, because it's kind of it evolves their whole plan and you know all the drama that goes down. Um, you probably have three to five hours, maybe. I'm just okay. guessing, just ballparking. Once you kind of get into that section, um, it's a shorter campaign. I would say overall, you know, I I've now done it over like a two year span. So it's hard <laughs> to keep track exactly without like looking at my Xbox stats, how long I actually spent in it, but just guessing 15 hours, maybe, okay. you know, obviously it's one of those things like we've talked about where there is almost, and I mean it almost an infinite amount of time you could spend on side quests. I realized when I've been playing this game, there's so many things to do. Like I, I will sit there and spend 20 minutes messing with my stats, messing with my weapons, trying to like screw with just little things in my backpack for 20 minutes. And I'll be like, and then India will wake up or something and I won't be able to like oh, sure, play. And I'm like, <laughs> I've spent my entire time, like selling the junk out of my backpack, like moving little mods around on my weapons and (laughs) it's like i'm always torn because you know one side of me is like really enjoying it because i enjoy the world and i like the rpg setup and i i like messing with the stats of my character um but you know obviously i want to get into like the action 
And it's just, I'm always torn because it's like, I want to do this, but I really, I know I'm going to enjoy this more, but I also want to do this first. And so it's like, I don't want to waste my time doing this, but I kind of need to, to get like set up for battle and like (laughs) get my guns ready and everything. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of these games have guns and stuff that have certain stats, certain damage per second, you know, your DPS goes down and then the enemies get up in level and you have this legendary weapon, but you got it like two hours ago in gameplay world. <laughs> and so now like the damage is, doesn't do what it does to these level 25 guys now. And so you're always like, well, if I, if I recirculate or, you know, whatever that is where they used to have it in destiny where you'd like revert the light and it would like upgrade your light factor, oh, yeah. whatever the term is. <laughs> it's been a long time since I played destiny. So long. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all that having been said, it's just there's so much stuff to do in this game. And I think just a guess there's like 15 hours. It, I don't know. I, I've done a lot. You know, I've, I've done a lot up to this point. And uh, one of the things I think I can talk about this without spoiling. But one of the things I think that is so interesting about this game that I right now, as far as I can remember, it's the only game I know that's ever done this. And that that probably isn't true because there's been a lot of video games that have come out that I either haven't played or haven't noticed that they've done this. But it really, really matters the choices you make in the game. Mm. Like it really, really matters. Like more so than, like I said, anything. I think it, it mattered in GTA 5, I think, and mattered in, um, you know, Red Dead Redemption. And uh, what's the... Fable. the crowdsourced <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it mattered in all these other rpgs that we think about but i don't think anything comes anywhere close to what this matters like mm. especially there's like there's a point at which you have to go and meet someone and you go to a hotel i think and you have to like take the elevator up and so you come up to the bouncer of this hotel or club or whatever it is and it says this is a point of no return if you go into this you know, you will be out of the open world and you will be on the linear storyline. You know, yeah. it obviously says it in fewer words than that. But uh, basically, if you if you step into this, you, you know that you're not going to be able to do any side quest until you finish the game. So and at that point, there's, there's a lot of story. So it, it is kind of I'm kind of glad they, they set that up. I think a lot of games in the past haven't done that. And then you've been locked in like Halo. Halo is a good example. Halo Infinite didn't do that. And oh, yeah. I didn't realize I was so locked in to that like final yeah. sequence. Um, and I kind of it feels like the game's almost over. And then there's a lot of sequence left in that Halo Infinite campaign. Um, and this is this is kind of that way. Um, but when, after you enter that hotel, like every choice you make matters so much. And some of the questions that they ask you, well, for, for one thing, some of them are timed. <laughs> so you have to like, yeah, that you bar, see a little progress like, bar that's going down. It's like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my what, God. What do I see? Yeah, There's like one where I like have to like slam this. Do you slam this guy's head in or do you just go? And then I died several times. So I actually got to make that choice a couple of times and <laughs> figured out what I wanted. But there's one choice at the very end of the game. I had no idea what the right choice was. Mm. I still don't know what the right choice is. And, you know, I think the game is kind of cool where it doesn't really give you a right and wrong choice. It kind of says, you know, you're going to choose. And the way this right. game plays out, the, the dialogue, all that is going to change depending on how you react. And the characters are going to react completely different. And 
yeah like i said i'm trying to do like a spoiler free like review here um and i i would love to talk more about it um with you when you get to this point but uh yeah it's a really good game it's just like my overall like quick take it's a really good game and i think it has had an awfully unfair shake from people i just you know i'm sorry i just you know put the complaints aside i just think people should have given them their lashes in the beginning for that but then moved on and like this game should have been it should have been up for for awards it should have been talked about more it's a real shame um watching the watching the credits like one of the first things that came to mind to me was just like all these people put all this effort into this game and then it became this kind of train wreck of you know what was it 2020 when yeah. it came out um it's just it's so sad the the credits are the longest credits i've ever seen it was so i actually played the credits in fast forward mode and it was as long as most credits of most games are going like <laughs> it was like really moving to where you could like Jeez, you couldn't even read that it was insane they had a full cast and production crew for all the regions of the world. There was like a Japanese team and they had a full cast for all the people that played all the roles in the entire game. All were recast with Japanese actors. So it could have like proper Japanese dialogue instead of later translated or dubbed or, you know, all the options. And they did that for Germany. They did that for Brazil. They did that for, even a country like Australia was, which is English speaking. It was <laughs> Wait, insane. What? There were so many countries where they recast the whole thing. It, I'm just, I'm blown away. Honestly, now that I've, now that I've finished it, looked at the credits, seen how much production went into this. It's insane. This is, it's one of the biggest productions I've ever seen, you know, and I thought GTA five was humongous, red dead humongous. And they were, and they deserve all the credit in the world, but I think this tops it. Um, it's just insane. Um, you know, it may not have the mass appeal that those games did. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not one to judge what has mass appeal and what doesn't, but it certainly appeals to me. I think it's an excellent game that just, Got off to a real rocky start with some poor decisions and then just, I think, had the the bad press, I think, should have ended at a certain point. And then right. more articles should have come out saying, like, despite Cyberpunk's, you know, rocky start, like this should have been the title of these articles, should have said, despite this rocky start, Cyberpunk 2077 is a great game at its core. It just um, became like free real estate for all these um all these publications are like, okay, well, this is easy pickings. There's millions and millions of people who are invested and have this game and they'll click on our article if we say something. So yeah, there's yeah, a lot of it's uh, just taking advantage of the situation. It's like, even now I, I listen to, you know, some of these video game podcasts and I hear people saying things like, yeah, cyber 27, you know, it's, it was really bad what they did. It's like, you know, aren't we at a point where it's just like, Enough stop, <laughs> you know, stop. I mean, you know, I mean, somebody who writes an article that 
you know, maybe isn't high quality, you know, then they just, they're not going to get raked over the coals for years to come over that one mistake. And it's just like, was it a poor decision? Yes. But it's like, you know, I think they did do a lot to try to make up to fans with that. And, you know, I mean, this offering, this is a free upgrade for your Xbox one game. Like they didn't have to do that. You know, they could have easily charged for it. And, and I'm sure people would have been upset if they did, but it's what most games have done before now. Like free upgrades were not a thing before like Microsoft started offering them on like Halo and, you know, some of the Forza games. It's just like people expect a lot. I think they, they get used to these like fan service things. That's like people, this is a privilege, <laughs> you know, right. like, free upgrades is, is a privilege that you are not deserved just because you paid for a game. Like it's awesome that they do it. And that I am so happy, but like, yeah, it's give hard credit where even, credit's due, I guess is all I'm trying to say. It's hard not to do it now these days. Cause it's such a precedent. So like when Sony, yeah. Yeah. Sony is the one who's because like, people oh, start to expect it. People right. get spoiled so fast. Right. This is like the best generation. So, I mean, like, I don't know about that. It's like just starting, but this is like the best generation for like backwards compatibility from at least the last generation standpoint, because man, yeah, this has never happened before where it's like, I bought an old game and then uh, something comes along and makes it really, really good on the new system. That's new. Anyways. It, so you like that you feel, uh, have you enjoyed the, uh, I mean, it's been a while since you played it, but have you, was it like really apparent to you the changes in the new version? Yes. You know, it looked a lot better. I think, Honestly, the the one noticeable thing when I was having a conversation with Misty, I don't know if you've played enough to know who she's Misty the, is. Um, yeah, she's in the uh, one where she gives you the well, her. She works. She like office, reads the tarot the guy, cards at the right. beginning. She's, and the, she's the boyfriend in the same of like office the where the guy gives partner. you the implants. Yeah, Victor's with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, it was like they spent more time on her something i don't know if it's just the lighting in the uh she looks in the really office good. that she's in yeah the it's like the ray tracing it just like cast the shadows on like her bangs and stuff and it, i was just like wow this reminds me of those like e3 trailers where you're just right. like walking behind a character and you're just blown away by the graphics and it's like well it'll never look like that it's like i'm looking at it in my living room on my tv and this 4k hdr is banging and it looks so good it just i was i was blown away <laughs> just yeah, there are moments like um, that for sure yeah it's it's funny how for some reason that seemed to look better than other times when i was with other characters and stuff she's but, a really good character model i mean she's within maybe a, an engine that like allows it. for it but it's a really good character yeah. model <laughs> I mean, it's just a few th there was times when i even saw v like your own character it's mm -hmm. like she looks fine, but the ray tracing just like made Misty look just insanely realistic for some reason. Better than Victor, who, who's like a bigger character. I don't, it's, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but it definitely looks a lot better. Um, the driving feels better. You know, there were so many changes. I didn't, I didn't go through the list detailed enough, um, but I still want to play it. I, I want to play more. Um, I want to get like another apartment. Like they're saying, you can buy like more apartments yeah, now. That's and cool. You can have like relationships with characters. Um, I find that 
interesting just to see how that goes. You can like text characters, which is kind of a cool thing that you couldn't do in games past. Um, and of course there's just so many side missions. They, they have them. I think GTA kind of did this where you'll be like going through an area and there's like, there's an assault in progress. You need to intervene. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's things. because I like set up things with the police where like, I'm kind of like a, I don't know, <laughs> an aid for them in some way, like bringing people to justice. Um, yeah. It's just a, it's a great game. I, I don't know. I just, cool. I, I recommend it. And like Jordan said, there's a lot of sales on this game at this point, two years old. Um, I think it was oh, like yeah. $30, $30 I saw last time. There might be a prime day deal or, you know, there could be a lot of stuff. I hope your local GameStop, you know, it's like, there's a lot of, a lot of people who at the beginning felt burned and were like, I'm selling it. I'm trading it in. Reap the benefits yep. of that now, you know, and grab that used copy. You know? Yeah. A lot of opportunities for it. It's like it is often on sale, and I think it's currently on sale on both digital stores on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, but yeah, I, I am enjoying it. It is kind of the game like if if like Amber's around and like she's around playing Switch, and I'm like, well, I don't want to play Horizon or whatever, so I'll, I'll play this. And uh, I'm kind of trying to go back and forth between them. I feel like because like, especially as you said, I feel like it is uh, Cyberpunk, at least the um, campaign maybe a, a wee bit shorter but anyways yeah i think it is um i got a couple things i wrote down here some things we can uh, talk about there's some announcements that have happened but there's some really interesting topics i wanted to talk to you about i think that <clears throat> will spawn a interesting conversation regarding nintendo mm-hmm. um so I kind of wanted to talk to you about this, get your take on it for sure. You know, even being like kind of outside the, the uh, Nintendo like infrastructure and all that. Um, this says a lot also about like our industry, I mean the gaming industry and kind of like, and just uh, game preservation and uh, all that stuff. And, and it's interesting. I think an interesting kind of point of uh, conversation where it comes to the, the Wii U and the 3DS, uh, Nintendo is shutting, going to be shutting down those stores. So those digital storefronts will be shut down. I think by the end of the year, something like that. Um, and it's got a lot of mixed reactions. I feel like, you know, when I see, when you say mixed reactions with like trying to gauge a reaction online, it's kind of hard because you have just, you have everyone that cares who is you know upset about it where you ask a lot of people like if i asked like a lot of my friends that i have that i know that are nintendo fans like hey are you upset about the wii u or the 3ds shop closing down they'll pick no i haven't played those systems in a long time at this point but they're like you know i've been kind of listening to like what a lot of people are saying and there's a lot of good points where it's like we're in this weird space in gaming where you know there's digital stores now and digital only games games you can only get digitally and yeah and you can lose the opportunity to purchase those digitally um or these digital exclusive games you lose that opportunity to get them at all um i don't know it's 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 such a unique thing and we also we obviously talked about this probably several months ago when playstation was talking about shutting down the playstation 3 and vita stores and then they backtracked 
on it. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to <laughs> let me loose, Jordan. Go ahead, Luke. I I, I release <laughs> you. Um, so being, I think we can qualify ourselves as being part of the old crowd of video I games. About to say I understand. No, far from experts, just fools with quick takes. So here's my foolish quick take. <laughs> um, Fire from the hip. So backwards compatibility used to mean something very different than it used than it means at this point. So backwards compatibility used to mean if I take my Nintendo cartridge and I try to put it into my Super Nintendo cartridge, it does not fit. It does not work. That is why that is not backwards compatible. Um, so there was adapters. There was all kinds of foolishness that used to go on because of those limitations. And those limitations were set about because those companies wanted to sell you a new game. And it was the same was true of Sega and the same was true later on with with Sony. And then it kind of switched like, like, well, Sony was kind of the beginning of that. Whereas like games came on discs. And so, yes, you could put your disc in, but that, that game couldn't read that. And sometimes that was for good reason. Um, you know, if you tried to play a PlayStation two game on a PlayStation, they're both discs, but you know, different consoles, different types of lasers didn't have as much Ram. There's a moth in here. There's a ladybug in there. Oh my um, gosh. What are they fighting? <laughs> no, there's only a ladybug oh. anyways. Um, so there were good for reasons for that. But all that being said, like there were some good reasons why backwards compatibility was not something that was possible back then. Now it's just not it's not there anymore. These are all computer games. They're played on computers, <laughs> you know, whether it's a 3DS, whether it's a Wii U, whether it's a Switch, whether it's Xbox, these are all computers. And the only reason these companies don't let their computer game play on the next thing is because they want to resell you that game which used to be different. Like I said, it used to be an actual hardware thing that there was a reason why something wouldn't play. But at this point, I'm sorry, Nintendo, my patience has far run out for this garbage. You are, you are closing the Nintendo 3DS eShop. I call BS. It's an eShop. It's an electronic shop that's selling electronic games. Make these games playable on Switch. Please give me a reason why that's not possible because I can't see any reason why every game that was on the 3DS or that was on the Wii U is not playable today on Switch. And why these poor people like you, Jordan, who've bought these games can't just play them on their new Switch their, with their new OLED screen. It pisses me off every time I hear this crap. It's a video game. You can have it play. It used to play on a 3DS, which I'm sure has a much smaller chip, less RAM, on so many reasons was less powerful than the new OLED Switch. And the same thing with the Wii U. I just... For the same reason Xbox can play all the old games, because we have our brand new Xbox Series X or Series S, it's like, it just pisses me off every time. There's no reason fans should have to be made. I'm looking through all the articles about this right now. The Nintendo eShop is shutting down time to save your 3DS Pokemon. My God, these poor people. <laughs> Five Nintendo 3DS games to buy before the eShop closes. One of them was, uh, should you, 
Is it worth importing a Japanese 3DS for these virtual console games? Face palm to my face. This is so frustrating. You poor fans of Nintendo. I just, I can't. I can't with Nintendo. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I've said it for the last time. Make all these games available on your eShop. People will pay you gobs of money. They will send you buckets of gold because they enjoy these characters. They want to play these games. Just make it happen. You know, I would be pissed off if I was you. Yeah, like, it's kind of like this this weird, weird thing with Nintendo. Like, with PlayStation, it, it's, it, it's, it's beyond me. Why? I'm just like, I'm getting really impatient about like how these games are just like lost i feel like i have a ps3 i have it they just don't care they say they don't they don't make it a priority with the nintendo i have like this feeling like it it makes it it like backs up the argument as far as to not close these shops because a lot of these games they should just be merging though jordan there should they none should even exist it should all be one shop there shouldn't be multiple shops. This is insane. Right. I don't know why there hasn't been like this big immigration, but like I think like a lot of those games like couldn't like they wouldn't be playable on the Switch, but that's even more reason. Why? Why wouldn't they be playable? There's games that require both the touchpad and the screen. Like there's then you should you should have to buy an accessory to play it. I'd be I mean totally down for that. I don't know. Like or or, or Nintendo could just come out with an accessory for the Switch. There's so many ways they could be making right. more money if they just had someone with an ounce of common sense for business running the eShop over there. I just don't get it. The thing is with like the that that's uh, the thing about, about the Wii U that likes it's a gimmick, this whole gimmick of the having the 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 pad, the Wii U game pad in the like it was barely used like in a way where you're like, Oh man, I can't imagine this game without the game pad. There was like, none is of it that. because it was a touch screen on that pad. Is that one of the main differences? There was a touch like, screen on the pad, but some it's kind like of controllability. Very rarely was did a game come along and like the touchpad be, be integral. There's a few examples yeah. I can think of. One of them is a game star Fox zero that came out, which the mm-hmm. touchpad was, integral to the gameplay you this what you use to aim it didn't work like people didn't like that game because of this and it would take a port to basically (laughs) rework the game to make it like one playable have it be joysticks just joystick controls it's the thing that with nintendo that has always kind of sucked where it's like like recently since the wii i will say where they made it to where these games came like lost in time because there were these games that like relied on either waggle or motion control, they became harder to port. Yeah. They became like especially their first party games. Like they had well, they just don't want to spend the time. They just they, don't want to exactly. spend the time. They could make them work. They could update them to use joysticks. Right. I was listening to someone on I forgot a podcast talk. They were talking about it because like there's really not that many Wii games that are on the Switch that they like took the time to port. Like a few of them are uh, Zelda Skyward Sword and. Uh, mario galaxy so they were on the wii u shop they were on the wii the original wii i know i'm saying they went from wii to wii u e-shop is that what you're saying though yeah they went to the though the funny thing is when it came to like you couldn't get those games digitally on the wii before um but Mm -hmm. the wii u they made those games available 
digitally on their eShops where you can play them on the Wii U. The Wii U was backwards compatible with the Wii. But because it had the motion control gimmick too. But now here we are where they've left all that behind and there's all these games from both the Wii and the Wii U generations that are really kind of a lot of them just they either get ported or they don't that's the thing like there's no like easy fix for a lot of them some of them there are there really are like games like skyward sword they obviously were like tripping over themselves figuring out how to make those controls work on the on the with with freaking analog sticks and um they did it they took the time to do it and they did it with a mario galaxy as well which took way less effort honestly but um yeah it sucks because i heard someone on a podcast saying like the thing that we love mario galaxy mario galaxy is an amazing game the things that we love about it have nothing to do with the the motion controls or the waggle those are things that i'm like okay it's it's true of like all those games it really is and Switch is the, the first only thing. One. It's like Wii Bowling. It's like, right. right. Like a few of those esports games were like the only times it was like, okay, these motion controls make sense. Exactly. And Switch is the first time where that, the new gimmick or whatever gimmick of being portable doesn't really change anything. Right. Like all these Switch games, if, yeah. if the next Nintendo game it's was still a screen, it's still console, joysticks. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. controls. Yeah. If the next Nintendo console was just a console, which I doubt it will be, it'll probably be another Switch, it wouldn't be a problem for all those games to be backwards compatible that came out on the Switch because nothing is reliant on any sort of... Wouldn't it be awesome if they were just like, we designed the controls, but Xbox built the console? That'd be amazing. (laughs) We have the games. It's the best of both worlds. I'd love it. We're doing full... Ray tracing, we're doing 4K, HDR, right. 8K, it's 16K. If you PlayStation, things are beat. 16K, baby. I can't <laughs> imagine. I, I'd love it so much. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does suck. There are games like they have tried, they have ported a lot of these big games to the It's Switch such a disservice to the fans. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's just all I can think about whenever we talk about this. Just. It's 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 twofold. It's it's a disservice to people like you who want to be able to play these games in the future or even, you know, in the farther future with your children. Like these games, you know, a, a game that was beloved by you when you were 15 or something, you know, obviously we were we were older than that. But, right. you know, for people, you know, in their childhood, when they were playing Wii U or something, um, you know, then later on, 20 years from now. Those games are just going to be gone, completely gone. Like, right. yeah, you might buy them now and have them somewhere, but, you know, 20 years from now, 15 years from now, I mean, you're really going to have them accessible? Maybe, maybe not. Just yeah. the ravages of time. <laughs> and, you know, it's just ridiculous that it just doesn't keep moving forward. There's not just one consolidated shop and say, you know, here's all our back compact games. Right. The whole library, the whole library. I mean, th- there's there's plenty of games that are on Super Nintendo and NES, just lost, just gone, because it's up to the gatekeepers at Nintendo whether or not they want to make them available to you. It's just right. It's so frustrating. And these games become if you want to like say, oh, I'll just get them physically. No, 
they just get more and more and more expensive where they become so inaccessible yeah. it's ridiculous. and they break down i mean break down yeah yeah. Um, th- what my message to both Sony and Nintendo right now, because they're listening, is, <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. You're in trouble right now. People are mad at these sort of things, and you don't know what to do. You're you're confused. You don't know what to do. Here's the solution. <laughs> hire Jordan. Yeah, hire me. No, just okay. Look, the, the genie has been left let out of the bottle. The digital frontier is here. Like it is here, and there's a lot of people like myself who won't yep. really mainly purchase games digitally. I only have like a few, a small, small, small collection of physical games. It, uh, uh, you know, compared to the mass amount of games I have on the digital market, we can't do it anymore. Like, regardless of what you do with these older consoles, it's sad, and I hope you, you, fig- you figure out something. Don't do this again. Like, with Switch or whatever comes next, these things better come with it. And PlayStation... Same, same thing. Like, thank you so much. The fact that PS4 stuff is there. It's easy enough. It, they got to come. They got to come next. I, it's like they, they got, they did this weird thing where it's like with the PS3, where originally when play, PlayStation 3 came out, you know, because PlayStation 2 was backwards compatible with PlayStation 1 games and PlayStation 3 for the launch model was backwards compatible with PS2 and PS1 games. And that changed pretty quickly. That that there's a mo- that model that is backwards compatible with PS2 games is rare. You know, Carrie, our buddy Carrie, he actually has that model, and he is the best of PlayStation Three. That's like, oh man, can play all all those games. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it has like two gigs to rub together <laughs> of a uh, storage space. I don't know about two gigs. I'm saying like not very much, like eighty gigs, which is half a Call of Duty now these days all these games should be digitally preserved <laughs> right and they it needs to go forward there's a lot of talk about what uh, playstation doing with this game passing i hope to god that it's something that brings everything along because well, xbox <laughs> we know it's going to be very limited i mean it they've got to start somewhere xbox is making y'all look silly with this sort of thing with their willingness to be backwards compatible with everything everything and they have no not shown any signs of i think they just think that the money it's going to take to hire a team or hire outside help for those people to work on digitizing all these older games they're just not going to be able to recoup it in you know subscription fees or whatever that's that's my guess because i think if if it was a situation like netflix where it's like netflix has basically unlimited budget to make whatever project they want happen and so you know netflix could go back and digitize old movies if they wanted to which doesn't really apply to netflix but you know if if it was a situation where playstation had so many subscribers you know 500 million subscribers to their what whatever playstation is happening right now (laughs) the upgraded version of playstation now um (laughs) playstation now now Oh my God. Um, if they had something like that, I think that they would be jumping all over this and they'd be announcing new games that are constantly being added to the collection. Um, right. And I think Nintendo's opinion is probably something along those same lines. But to me, it's like at least get started somewhere. Yes. S- start small. 
you know, and, and, and add it to a subscription service. If, if that's what you need to do, I, I don't think that's the greatest fan service thing, but I get it. Yeah. It, to me, it, it at do. least should just be offered for sale. You know, right. that's the starting point, but make it to where the subscription service is. You can just get those games part yeah. of the subscription service but if you don't have that if you already purchased those games on the psn like for instance like all the games that i have digitally on the ps3 they should just be ready to download yeah and that i i, th- I can see how that can be sticky it's like you bought it here how do we prove that how do we you know match that all up i've heard so many stories <laughs> of people who skipped the xbox one generation bought an xbox series x and and it's like a miracle when they see all their 360 games loaded up with all their saves and all that crap it's like it 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 seems miraculous but i'll be honest i i've never understood these problems because that's always been true for me right the only thing i've ever been frustrated with is like I can't get any of my Halo stuff from Xbox, from the original Xbox, which I've always thought would be awesome if I could get my like, not not like even save data, but just like I wish I could see my hours played and like my kills yeah. from like multiplayer and all that. That would just be so cool. I've I've put in so many hours between Halo and all the other Halos. Just I always thought it'd be so cool if there's just like the grand master log of halo plane for <laughs> riddick <laughs> you have a scroll that is long enough <laughs> yeah to fit all those hours awesome. all those tally marks um, but yeah that's i mean that's just kind of what i got used to it just like Amazing. everything came over just how it how it works <laughs> exactly and it make they they do it so effortlessly like they really do it's I guess it was just more in Microsoft's wheelhouse. I guess that's just what it was, just because of the company they are and what they were built on. You know, cloud services just something Microsoft's been doing for a long time, and not true of Nintendo and not true of Sony. Right. Well, I heard that the Sony subscription service is going to be on Azure uh, along with Game Pass, so. That's a good sign for PlayStation users because I think Azure has proven, you know, with the Game Pass streaming that we played and Game Pass itself that it's been reliable. And I mean, it should be, you know, it's like you take something like Azure that is built for businesses and you build it out over 10 years or however long Microsoft's now been doing it. It just it becomes robust, you know, through trial and error, it becomes robust and they always are adding new servers and updating that platform. And Mm. it just it gets to a point where it's like, this is pretty rock solid. This is it's it's same kind of thing with AWS. It's like Azure and AWS are kind of the two completing competing platforms for any kind of business hosting, you know, whether it's websites or streaming or, you know, having a team. doing you know work across continents um so i think that's a good choice that was actually something i remember we we talked about before like Mm -hmm, what should happen um you know since game pass has been kind of upsetting the apple cart now with gaming uh, what should happen with nintendo and playstation to respond and i remember that's what i said and i and i'm kind of glad they listened to me um right (laughs) they did all those years ago when i mentioned that um this man luke He's <laughs> but i do i do think know. that's a good idea and i think nintendo 
you know, I think they kind of need some outside help with this whole eShop thing. They just, it's such a gold mine and they're just wasting it. They really are. Like there's so many games that they own. I guarantee you if, if a company like Xbox ever bought them out, it would be one of the first things they did. You know, and that probably will never happen unless Nintendo really does go into financial ruin at some point, which yeah, it could, but probably take take a lot of time. Yeah. They'd have to make a lot more bad decisions. Um, but yeah, if a company like Microsoft ever did buy Nintendo, the first thing they would do is let's get those games online, get them on a marketplace where people want to buy. People just want a digital version of Blockbuster where they can walk around, peruse, and and find all those cool old movies that they used to watch. You know, in this in this case, those old Super Nintendo games and those old Nintendo games. And yep. oh yeah, here's that here's that one game that I played with my buddies. You know, back in high school. Or you know, there's just so much potential there for nostalgia for. I don't know, just follow-ups to really old games. There's just so many cool things that Nintendo, I think, is just fumbling. Yeah, and you know that goes along with their uh, virtual console. Like, the virtual console was a thing that's now going away. Like, that, it, it was on the Wii and the Wii U, where it was kind of like, oh my gosh, they're just uploading all their yeah. old games. All their yeah. old games, you just buy them. The sucky thing is they would yep. follow you console to console, and you, if you had a Wii and you bought and they've like, got to make that happen. That's yeah, it was ridiculous. A lot of people were pissed that they had to buy Mario three twice or whatever. And so it's like, yeah, it's but yeah, like they had all these 64 games, all these Game Boy Advance games, and yeah, a lot. They had a lot, man. And you know, they're making moves with the the Nintendo Switch online service, but man, they they have a lot to live up to when it compared to that, you know, it's even if it's like, Oh, we're adding this, we're adding that. It's like, man, it still pales in comparison to the options that you have with the uh, virtual console. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean for this. I knew it was going to be a big conversation. I didn't <laughs> I actually had a few other things on the list, but we'll, we can talk about them another time, but yeah, this is something weird because like this whole digital market it's new it started with the playstation 3 and not even really with the wii the wii had a virtual console but it's not like when you had the wii you couldn't like buy mario kart wii on your wii they only had smaller games you could buy but yeah it started with the 360 and the ps3 and mm-hmm. before then it's like there's no digital market like the physical that's it there's no no i don't know but anyways that does it <laughs> is uh only a couple more weeks till batman sorry i'm looking into the horizon seeing what's next yeah next week yeah that's yep. next week actually mm-hmm. we'll be seeing batman but you know obviously not we won't be talking about it on next week's podcast it'll be the week after we might cover some of these topics that i wrote down <laughs> next week but anyways man it's been real. Yeah. Hasn't it? I can't wait. I cannot wait for Batman. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. I really too. hope I'm not disappointed. Matt Reeves, I'm coming for you if I'm disappointed. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but this looks like coming yeah, for you over the airwaves that this. <laughs> I have a lot of optimism towards this. This does look like something that speaks to me in a it's lot. It's such of a ways. different direction. Yeah. It feels like something 
new. I mean, it's it's the same Batman for the most part that we know, but it just seems thematically, I guess, would be the way to put it. I don't know. It's hard to really like put your finger on it, but it just it feels new in a way. It does. I'm excited about that. It feels like the Christopher Nolan um, Batman, but darker, a little edgier, a little more depressing. <laughs> I don't know. Just like a little edgier version of the Matt Nolan, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> right. The Matt Reeves Nolan Batman. <laughs> it still feels like a comic book, you know, thing too, you know, which you know, sometimes we even with like Joker, it's like, this is good, but it almost kind of feel, doesn't even feel like a comic book movie really. But like Batman, it's like, hasn't gone that direction to where it's like so grounded. It's like not a comic book movie anymore. It still feels like an awesome graphic novel Batman story. Yeah. And it's like, when's the last time we've seen Riddler, right? I mean, that's, that's Jim pretty Perry, cool. Baby. I'm, and I'm, you know, thinking back on it, it's like, why, why haven't we, I guess they're just, if you really think about it, there really hasn't been that many Batman like things, you know, I mean, no, not compared to a lot. Of it's them. like, there's a lot of space in between them. You know, when you look back through history, like there was a period in the late eighties and then into the nineties when there was Batman that was, yeah, you enjoyed them. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> too goofy <Yeah. laughs> for they're me. So- uh, they're just not, <laughs> Sorry. Like the funny thing is, Luke, because like you say that there has been a lot of Batman, but it's like not enough to like satiate how much Batman lore there is and how much Batman villains. Oh, like yeah. we've only had yeah. one Robin, like one yeah. Robin. Yeah, like, the the Christopher Nolan stupid like teaser Robin. That just, yeah, that doesn't such count. a tease. It's just so <laughs> stupid. It's like that doesn't. You count. should have done this earlier if you were gonna do it. Yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> All right, man. Well, enough of that. We'll uh, see you guys next week. See ya.